Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Viking Heads. You could check out Phoenix Rods at phoenixrods.com or check them out on Instagram at Phoenix Rods. And you can now check out Viking Heads at vikingheads.com. The website's live. It's another way to support this podcast. So please go grab some heads. We have Weed Guard, no Weed Guard. Uh, we're going to have A Rigs coming and some other cool stuff coming pretty soon. So please go check it out. We got all the colors from uh, Uncle Bing Bong, Bobby BDE, uh, Bass Jesus, PT Special. There's a lot of great colors, some uh, just browns and whites and, and uh, lead as well. So please check that out, guys. I'd greatly appreciate it. Today we have Nick Cloutier. Uh, he just finished uh, fishing the Western Bass Shootout. He wasn't able to make it to top 10 on Sunday, but... Um, he uh, had a really good episode, and uh, congratulations on the placing you did have. I'm not sure what he placed, but a uh, great episode. Super cool guy, so please check him out. He's also a Phoenix Rods Pro staff. Uh, great dude. He gives us some recommendations on the podcast. And uh, thank you again for coming on, Nick. I, I greatly appreciate it. And he has some good stuff on the Delta as well, so if you guys are going to come up here and fish, it's probably a good episode to listen to. Um, check out the Patreon. This month's sponsored by Lowdown Customs. So please check that out. If you enter, you can enter either in Bobby BDE or Nick Head. And either one, you uh, will get a chance at a rod. Uh, one of them, you're going to get a better chance. That's probably going to be Bobby BDE. Um, you know, less people and I think additional rods as well. So please sign up for that. Um, I think that's about it. I just got back from NorCal. We did another roundtable. Did this episode with Nick. Also did one with Art Guterres. Uh, great striper guy as well. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, fun hanging out with Uncle Bing Bong. Uh, and he's going to be coming, I think. Uh, we'll be going back up there. Toxic Day. It's coming up. I think he's going to announce something this week. I think it's June 24th. We'll be up there doing podcasts as well as doing Viking Heads and releasing some new stuff as well. So please check that out. And I think that's it. I'll have another episode next Monday. Um, some salt stuff we're going to be recording this week as well. So hope you guys like this. And again, check out vikingheads.com. That is the website. It's live. You're able to purchase from there. The Viking will be shipping it to you. And uh, we finally got it up and running. So I uh, appreciate any support. If you can grab something, that's great. 
Also got some shirts on there, and we'll be doing the new Cast and Crank shirt. Uh, the the same the same old Cast and Crank shirt and a Viking Head shirt. My wife just reminded me right now. So we'll have it all. So thanks for listening, guys. All right. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today, I have the brother that's way better than the other brother, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. I have Nick. I fucked the name up. Is it, uh, hold on. I'm going to try. Is it Coulier? Yeah, Cloutier. Coutier. Clue Clue Okay, yeah. I fucking I messed it up with the other brother, too. Nah, everybody does. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> um, Nick is getting ready to fish fish the Western Bass Shootout. And uh, he was. I tried to get a couple guys on. He was one of them. And I've been trying to get him on for probably about a couple years at least. Yeah, right? it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I kind of want to hear his backstory. He's a Delta guy. He grew up here. And uh, he's going to be fishing this tournament. So we're going to kind of talk about how he grew up fishing he's won some big tournaments uh, the last year as well and uh kind of talk where you grew up and you know uh how you started fishing yeah we uh i grew up out here in oakley uh, i was born actually right down the street from where we're at right now <laughs> off of Rose avenue uh moved to antioch for a while then we moved out to nights and uh as far as the fishing wise it's something that's just always been around uh my grandfather used to take me and my brother uh trout fishing a lot and that's where it kind of all started uh we'd go camping and everything like that and just go catch trout and for the longest time that's what it was all about you know trout fishing and then once me and my brother got older you know our, my mom would take us down to the lake and she'd drop us off in the morning come pick us up in the evening you know i mean we'd be out there all day um bass fishing it wasn't really a thing for me for a long time um the the fishing was fun but i was really into motocross oh really yeah like did you do it competitively yeah oh no so, way so when i was like a 11 years old or or something you know i always wanted a dirt bike and when we lived in antioch my mom's excuse for it was you know you you don't have anywhere to ride it so we're not going to get one mm-hmm then we built this house out in Knightson on like 12 acres. And um, it was like, perfect. You think I forgot? Like, you, th- <laughs> you think that I forgot what you You're said like, hey, back then? You got a fucking track now in the backyard. <laughs> exactly. I was like, dude, we got all this property. Yeah. I was like, I want a dirt bike. And um, we finally got one. And that's that's where my true passion was at the time, was, was riding. Um, and I did that all the way up until, you know, racing, all that stuff up until I was about 20 years old. Um, really? Yeah. I had a, a pretty bad accident where I broke my lower back when I was out practicing. What were you doing? Like, how did you break it? Uh, it was a practice for a race and it was, there was a jump and you could only see the face of the jump. Like you couldn't see anything past it. And one of the guys in front of me fell and he left his bike right on the landing and it was like a you know you come off the landing and it's still at a downhill and i kept rocketing off there it's pretty big and his bike's sitting right where i'm coming down so i'm like man what do i do do i jump off do i just hang on you know i'm hauling ass i'm not really gonna jump off so you're high as fuck yeah (laughs) and i'm not you know felt like i had forever to to think about it and I came down, my front wheel went over his seat. Everything was good. My back tire hit it, catapulted me over the bars. And the way it shot me, I kind of went at a downhill and landed on my lower back. 
I got up right away because I I just passed like two or three guys in the corner, mm-hmm. so I knew they were coming. And I look up and there's two three guys in the air and everyone's like freaking out in the air because they see all the bikes and everything. Uh, dodged the guys coming and you know because adrenaline and everything like that and I get off the side of the track and I collapse and and I'm laying in the dirt and I'm an asthmatic and I just got the wind knocked out of me. So I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just trying to breathe at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, adrenaline's kind of wearing off and, um, you know, my buddy got my inhaler for me and I kind of calmed down a little bit and everyone's like, you need to go to the hospital. You need to go to the hospital. I'm like, you know, I've been to the hospital plenty of times. I, I'm fine. I don't want to go. And, um, I was like, I'm going to get up. And as soon as I went to like move my body to, to get up, it was just like the best description of breaking your lower back is somebody getting a blow torch and putting it on the tip of a knife and sticking it right in your spine. Like that's exactly how it felt. Like just a hot sting right in your spine. And I was like, Oh my God, it's like something's horribly wrong. Like this, this and that. And I can move my feet and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I didn't really think much of it. And they strapped me to this board and took me and they actually put me in the ambulance. Mm -hmm. And I guess one of the guys that crashed too compound fractured his wrist. So they're like, you're coming out this kid's coming in and (laughs) and keep in mind i'm strapped to this board and and the position of it is just like killing my lower back like when i'm laying in the dirt it wasn't bad and i'm just like give me something give me something like no you might have a head injury this this and that and and i was on bed rest for like six months you know there was i didn't do a surgery or didn't do anything like that no they're just like how does the back injury heal i don't know much about so with kaiser which i'm not a big fan of kaiser at all and um they were basically like, it's just going to grow back together. You know what I mean? Oh, like, dude. so one of my L3, it was like kind of cracked in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then my L4, one of the vertebrae was like completely off. And apparently their way of fixing it is just not moving for six months, <laughs> <You're> I guess. <right. laughs> so I did that. Um, it was, it was horrible. I'm an expert at wheelies in a wheelchair. Um, and that was kind of it. You know, I, I try to get back into it. Um, it was like the second or third trip around. Did you get, did you have like a, um, like a monkey on your back after that? Because you're kind of like, dude, I don't want to fuck up again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yes. so it was kind of gone. That fear was sitting in your, on you now. It, it, yeah. It was always in there because as soon as I got cleared from the doctor, I went right back out and I swear, I swear it was like my first go after healing all the way and i end up crashing like my second lap because i just had it in me to just go and one of my buddies at the time he was like just take it easy you know what i mean just just cruise and i did like one lap and i was like "Ah." Mm -hmm. and i came off this jump high-sided and and took it down pretty hard and the first thing i'm like oh my god my back my back and i was fine and i go to pick up my dirt bike and my wrist was so stiff when I went to pick it up. I was like, what the hell? I pulled my sleeve up and my wrist is in a U and I'm like, Oh my God, dude, you can't be kidding. You gotta be kidding me right now, man. I just, I just got back and I'm back in the hospital, I'm back in the ambulance again. And after that, I was just like, you know what? I'm that done. Yeah. yeah. You know, I broke a lot of bones when I was younger and stuff like that. But those two right there at, at 20 years old, I was like, I'm not going to make it at this point anyway. And that was your, that was your like main love, like your hobby. That was it. Yeah. You thought you were going to try to go pro. Like that was it. Yeah. It was just something, if it went somewhere, you know, great. And, 
you know, when, when I talk about fishing, it's, it was kind of like a pastime, like something that me and my brother did together. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we connected with. Uh, so after that, it was kind of, I, I started fishing a lot more, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a Creek by our house that actually runs out into the Delta and we used to go there all the time and go throw spinner baits and stuff like that and, and catch bass. And then, um, we had this little white boat, this little plastic boat that we would, we would take everywhere and we'd fish lakes and everything like that. And then, you know, we'd always watch Bassmasters, FLW, Bill Dance, Hank Parker, all those on the weekends, me and my brother when we were younger. So eventually the love for bass fishing just started evolving. Um, and the way that I actually got into it, my mom hated dirt bikes. She absolutely hated them. <laughs> she would do anything to try to get me to not ride anymore. Mm-hmm. So I still had bikes at the time. And and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say this. I'm not going to pretend like... You know, I didn't have help from my parents. Yeah. So I, w- I went to her and was like, hey, you don't want me to race no more. <laughs> I feel like I can make it fishing. So let's do this. Let's sell the dirt bikes and help me buy a boat. Yeah. This is like, I don't know, 20 years old okay. or whatever. And, um, you know, I'm like, then I'll, I'll never race anymore. I'll, n- I'll never ride a dirt bike. Made again. a deal with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, not, I'll never do it again. And she's like, all right, well, you know, sell the dirt bikes. We'll use the money and, and you can go get a boat. And I went to go on fishing Marine over in Dixon. They had a, a 1997 Ranger 462 VS. It was my first boat. What year was this? Uh, as far as the year when I bought it. Yeah. The year you bought it. Early two thousands, okay. maybe. How old are you right now? 34. Okay. So it was 12 yeah. years, 15 years ago. Yeah, so 15, 12, 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah, so it, was, t- it, was, it wasn't it wasn't like you bought a fucking brand no, new no, no, Vexus no. fucking, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. bought a used boat. Yeah. And it's like, don't, and when, and when you don't got to say like, dude, if your parents can help you, that's like nothing yeah. to be like, hey, my parents will fuck. If I could help my kid, I bought, I didn't have a fucking new car. My kid has a newer car. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's nothing to fucking, I'm sure people fucking talk shit. And oh, yeah. You know, it's all his mom fucking paves the way, blah, blah, blah. I, at me personally, I don't care. We were fortunate enough to, to be it. But who wouldn't? But I, but I don't like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't put it in people's yeah. faces. Like, hey, yeah, you know, yeah. this isn't that. So, and especially now that I have, you know, a good job and I could sponsor stuff like that and help me out now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, I ended up getting that boat and and I just immediately started jumping in tournaments and just getting my teeth kicked in. Like, so you bought, when you bought the boat, was it just like, you and your brother fishing a lot in the creek. You kind of went out, fished mm-hmm. the Delta maybe a little bit. Didn't know much, right? Yeah. And you said, fuck it. I'm just going to start fishing. I, I was like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I can make it. You know what I mean? I, I watch it on TV and everything, but it's all back east. So I have, you know, no idea really what's going on. And your brother, you guys both kind of knew, shared information with each other, kind of like when you're little and yeah, fish together hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I, I just, I jumped into it because... What I would do with that little boat before I got the other one mm-hmm. is I would take it to Discovery Bay and I'd find an empty lot and I'd, I'd just pull up, unload the boat and just push it down the levee and I'd just mob that thing all over and just, you know, I'd whack them pretty good. But at the time, I didn't know what pretty good was until I started tournament fishing. Wow. Because these dudes were wrecking them. I mean, that was back when, you know, Barrick and Mark Daniels Jr. was out here, uh, Chris Ball, you know, all the the real Delta guys, mm-hmm. you know I mean? That's when 
this this place was alive and i would come in with like i mean for the first year i don't think i broke 10 pounds out here and i would come in these dudes were just 30 something 35 like 20s was like towards the bottom and i was getting like last place second to last like you didn't you never want to get gave up like you know like you seem like you have a pretty good drive so that first year um it was just like a big learning curve for you exactly really? okay exactly you know uh, just trying to figure it out and this place is so tough to to try to figure out and so i just i just put my time in you know what i mean i, I was out there all the time you know like every single day figuring out new things, getting different rods, you know, just kind of upgrading, boom, 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 figuring this out. Okay. I got this upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. And, um, you know, it took me a long time and I was, I was fortunate enough at the time to be able to spend the time out there. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what was key. And that's why I do well out here now because I, I, now I don't have the time. Like I, you know, I have a full-time job. I work for PG&E. Um, I work a lot of hours, especially when storms come and stuff like that. I have a family. Mm -hmm. So my practices aren't really there anymore. You know, I try to spend time out there, but it's not anywhere near what it used to be. How much time do you think you get on the water a month? Probably five times, six times a month. Which if, is not a lot that. for the, the <laughs> for the the, the uh, level you're fishing. That's not a lot. And plus, I got to go other places now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now I got to run over to Clear Lake. I got to go over to Shasta. So my time out here is limited. But the knowledge that I got from all that time that I did spend has just been burned into my mind and all the areas and stuff like that. I could drive by an area and tell you if there's, you know, if it's if it's going to be good or yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. You know, that saves me so much time where I, I don't need to fish as much as I could look at a bank and see the vegetation or whatever that's there. And I know that the chances, you know, that it might not be, but the chances of a fish being there are high. Yeah. You know what I mean? And especially pre-fishing for a tournament or stuff like that. That's, that's mainly what I will do. What, um, do you remember who was your first, like a uh, mentor when that first year? So you say you started learning some new stuff like, uh, rod choices, uh, lures, stuff like that. Who did you kind of like talk to and maybe helped you out that maybe, you know, like someone that was up in the higher echelon. Honestly, I, I'm be a hundred percent honest with you. I did a lot of this stuff by myself. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, it's not that I'm kind of standoffish. You know what I mean? I, I don't really like run up to people. Hey, hey, how you doing? This and that. And um, I, I just spent so much time out there, and I, most of it was all by myself. You know, I'd go out by myself all the time, and. Um, you know, I go to the tackle shops and guys would talk about this, this and that, but I, I really didn't have anybody at the time who was doing what I was doing. Cause this is about high school, you know what yeah. I mean? And everyone else was doing other stuff and you didn't have like an older mentor. I mean, like no one, no. you just fucking went out <laughs> just there. Went out Were you like reading it. magazines or YouTube? Or yeah. Like, yeah but just, I don't even okay. think YouTube was not big. Yeah. Okay. You know, guys weren't really doing too much then. So it was just, it was honestly, it was just a lot of time out there. And, you know, I, you know, I got a couple things from like Barrick. Like one day I, I came out in the wintertime and I seen him in the parking lot. And he's like, how'd you do? And I was like, I didn't catch a damn thing. <laughs> he's like, okay, hold on a minute. And he came over and, and threw me this jig. He's like, go out and, and, and throw this thing, pair it with this, this and that. So, I mean, I'd get little snippets from people, but it wasn't 
it wasn't a whole lot. Like I really pride myself on how far I've come in this sport with the little amount of knowledge that I've been given from someone who's already been out here. Makes sense. Which is super cool to hear from someone like you. That's, I feel like Caesar's kind of like that too, a lot where you guys kind of carved your own way. Yeah. Cause he moved up here and was kind of like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And started fishing tournaments. Same Just thing. Figure it out. But it's cool to hear like, there's still people that kind of like can try to figure it out or, or do something about it, you know? So after that first year, uh, you start piecing some shit together. Uh, when does this kind of start to click where you go, fuck, when was that first tournament where you're like, oh shit, I can team up. I could pair up against these big guys. Uh, I think I got my first win. I think it was me and my brother, um, in 2012. The only reason I know this is because I'm redoing my, <laughs> my trophy room. So, uh, it was, I think it was a hook, line and sinker tournament in 2012. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the weight is. Some high twenties, I believe. And that was when they would kind of let everybody fish the hook, you know, everybody was there. And that was kind of like the, the deal when I was like, okay, you know what I mean? Like we, we I could do this, you know what I mean? But even before that, I, I was having days where I was just practicing where I would catch. Like, I still remember the first time I caught 20 pounds was with my buddy Chase. Mm-hmm. And, and after that I was like, okay, you know, then it just starts coming together and I know what to look for. And then, okay, I found that one spot, but now let me try this or let me switch this color over. And then everything just started coming together. We got that first win. And then that was like, boom, instant drive. You know, when you got all the the big times saying, Hey, good job. Hey, good job. You know what I mean? Like shaking your hand, you know, D Thomas, Barrett, Chris, everybody like, Hey, great job, kid. You know, I'm like, all right. It, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right. They, they're actually acknowledging me now, you know, but before I was just some kid out there and, you know, no one really paid me any attention. Yeah. So do do you, uh, so you and your brother fish like kind of a lot together tournament wise. Yeah. We, we kind of go back and forth. Um, you know, he'll fish like a certain series with his buddy and then me and him will fish a certain series. And, you know, I got it. So my team partner, basically him and Joey skim. Okay. So me and Joey are, are back fishing again. So we kind of go back and forth. Do you feel like that your brother kind of influenced your fishing a little, like where you guys helped each other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like where, you know, yeah, well, me and him are, are real competitive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I could throw a <laughs> like rock further than you. Brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like. So that it was, it was like that for a lot, like trout fishing and stuff like that. Um, but it, but it was all out of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was all, all for fun. And, and me being the younger brother, I always wanted to outdo my older brother. And, you know, I, anytime that I would, I would, when I was younger that I would, I would do better. It was like, yes. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it's your older brother. It's something course, you, you look dude. up to, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's the man in my eyes, you know yeah. what I mean? So if, if I could, if I could take down the man, you know what I mean? It was a small win for me. You'd rather, you'd rather fucking lose the tournament, but beat your brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, nowadays it's, you know, we're older and you know, it's just all, it's just all love now. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's awesome. You know, we won our first boat together last year. So no, that was a big deal. I just had last time I was up here, I had your brother on, and uh, and it, dude, his tackle shop's fucking sick as yeah, well, it's dude. Badass. So it's kind of like cool to hear, you know, your side of, of uh, the brother part mm-hmm. and some of the stuff you even said. I'm like, oh, I remember, you know, your brother saying that. So back to the tournament time, you're you're uh, 
starting to stick them. You're only fishing Delta tournaments, or you're going to other spots as well? No, this was just strictly Delta. Okay. I mean, um, I I went to Clear Lake a few times and stuff like that, but no, at this point, it was it was strictly Delta, and I did that for a while, and then we started doing really good in in events, and you know, I kind of wanted to fish MLFs. Well, back then was FLWs, mm-hmm. you know, because I wanted to make it big. I wanted to get like the, one of these, you know, big wins. And I, I jumped in a few of those and, you know, at the time it, it was real expensive for me. I wasn't making a whole lot of money mm-hmm. and, you know, I'd cashed a check here and there. And then I made my first top 10 in a, uh, FLW in 2018, I believe it was 2018 was a good year. I, I did really good. And what, what changed? Why, why do you think happened in that year? You just, everything came together or like, did you, uh, mm-hmm. confidence? What was it? It was just the areas that that I knew that it just came, they came to town at the right time. That, that was just like perfect for me. Cause I found this stretch that was just loaded. I won like three tournaments right before FLW out of one spot. Yeah. And, and so I, I just knew I was like, this is like the stars are aligning, you know what I mean? Yeah. For, for me to get this win. Uh, but it, it didn't happen. I mean, I made my first top 10. I was super stoked. And uh, I think I finished seventh or eighth, which at the time I was like, you know, whatever. I was disappointed I didn't get a trophy. <laughs> was it during I, that MLF or the FLW was it only the Delta? Yeah. I was, this, okay. Yeah. I didn't really start, you know, branching out till, till kind of later off. Okay. And I, I'd make trips to the lakes and I would kind of start to do the same thing as I did out here. Start to put the pieces together, line choices. You know, I can't go out there with full braid setups and, and punching sticks and stuff like that. Uh, the only thing, the cool thing was I can go to Clear Lake and I can use the same stuff that I use out here. So that's why Clear Lake is very good to me when I go there because I do, can do a lot of Delta guys do good at Clear Lake as well. Like, you yeah, know, is there a pattern vice, with that? And, yeah. And vice versa. Okay. You know, John Pearl could come out here and he can catch them. Okay. Cause it's, it's very similar in what you're looking for. Just, you have the tidal, you know, the tides out here, but if you can go to Clear Lake, it's perfect because the tides don't move. So all that stuff stays there. And you can go flip and punch and frog and chatterbait and everything like that. Or you can go out deep. And that's why I like that place so much because I don't really get to do that. Mm-hmm. So I can go to the rock piles and deep crank and, and throw a big jig and throw a swim bait and stuff like that. So, yeah, it took me a while to kind of figure out the lakes thing. It wasn't until I started fishing like pro-ams and stuff like that okay. where I really had to spend the time out there to, to you know, figure out how to catch them and it's it's still a struggle for me like shasta and you know spotted bass fisheries kind of have my number for some reason Mm -hmm. but you know like Berryessa, clear lake stuff like that you know i can catch largemouth but what was the biggest change for you so when you when you you're like hey i'm gonna start fishing these other lakes what was the big change for you from fishing the delta your whole life like fishing tournaments on the delta now you got man i gotta change my game what was the big game change plan for you you had to do (laughs) <laughs> learning how to use graphs <laughs> <laughs> was it really yeah you don't need them you don't need here. them yeah no so it, w- it was you know trying to locate fish and actually use your graph and know know what you're looking at know mm-hmm. how to adjust things know uh know everything and that that was the biggest learning curve and it kind of still is to this day um because at the time i was running a 2016 519 with uh like hook seven Lorances, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't nothing fancy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I progressed with that, you know, now I have a full Garmin setup and I know exactly how to use everything and, and stuff like that. Live so, scope. Yep. Yeah, live scope, everything. 
I mean, it's how many people have live scope you're fishing? Everyone has it, huh? Yeah, you have to. Have you have it. to. You yeah. have to. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. Well, not on the Delta. Do you think the Delta helps? I, I've used it. Yeah. I've used it before. Um, when I was with the Wild West Pro, I'm out here last year. I was practicing and I, I flipped into a mat and um, you could see it. You know, if it's not really choked out, you could you could see it. And I don't think a lot of guys clue into that, that you mm-hmm. can actually use it out here. And, I'm, you know, this is practice. And I'm popping it, popping it. I see this big blob. And reel it in. Because I know it lives there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I went there first thing in the morning, shot over there. Everything was perfect. Flipped right into that same spot, seven and a half. Oh, fuck, dude. I was like, oh my God. Like, that's, <laughs> how does that happen? What you was your, I mean? what was the weights that day you had? I had 22 wow. and a half or something like that's that. Nice. So yeah, it worked out. It was, it was a good day. Even my co-anger had like 18 pounds. Wow. <laughs> so what was your first uh, big win on the, uh, the Delta on the bigger tournaments? I, I still have not won a major pro-am. What's your, your uh, best finish and like the one you were really happy about? Um, I took third in the MLF a couple of weeks ago. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So how did that go? Like what was uh, what, what was, what made it work for you? It was, it was tough. It was that I was kind of on the fence. Well, I wasn't on the fence. I was obviously going to fish it, but the bite was super tough. You know what I mean? It was still in that cold period. The weather's been yeah. fucked, right? And these fish, they don't, you know, they don't have nowhere to go. They can't go out to the deep rock piles and stuff like that. They get eaten if they yeah. come off the shore. Um, so I, I knew going into the event that I needed five bites. I was like, that's, that's all you need is five bites. And I was fortunate enough to, you know, I had like 15 pounds on the first day and I thought that was pretty good. You know what I mean? Uh, no bigs, just all solids. And the second day, I think I was in like, after the first day I was in ninth place. Uh, second day I went out and did the same thing. And, um, I got seven bites and I lost about a seven pounder was my first fish and I lost it. And then why I, did you, what happened? That she just came up. I was so just, in during that event, I was punching everything. Okay. You know, flipping everything. Um, you know, I wasn't really getting bit till like 10 or 11 o'clock. So it was, you know, mentally I knew that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was really relaxed given the circumstances and yeah, I, I just flipped in there and, and she got it and she came right out. And I, I thought it was, you know, we're good. You know, I seen her and everything and she just made those last minute, I call it little tuna surges and she you know, turned and dug out and, and it just popped out. And I was like, Oh my God, like right now you can't do that. Like you cannot. <laughs> and then I, I flip in like two more and another one comes off and I'm like, Oh my God. So I go to my other spot and I catch two. And then, so I had like two fish at like one o'clock, two o'clock. And you're fucking stressed. I'm like, dude, I just, blew it big time and then i i just sat down on some random spot that i've fished with my buddy joey before and ended up catching two so i only came in with four for like 12 or 13 pounds and i was like you know what that's still pretty decent because i I had like a five pounder and i'm like okay whatever and i actually moved up to eighth so i went from ninth to eighth so it was a shitty day for everyone that day oh yeah it was horrible except for one guy mark was saying that he had like 26 pounds or something I was like, damn. <laughs> and then, so I made it to day, day three and, um, you know, same mindset. I'm just going to run the same program and same deal. I had like three fish by, it had to have been like two thirty, you know what I mean? And I, I was like, damn, so I'm, I'm going to go back to that stretch where I caught those two. And I went back there and I caught a five and then I'm going down, I'm going down and I catch a seven and a half and I weighed the biggest bag of day three with 20 pounds and seven ounces. So it boosted me from eight to third. 
but I, that's that. But you in your head, you're probably like, I could have fucking won that if I would have yeah. lost that center. <laughs> How fucked is that? Huh? It's it's horrible because this is not like <laughs> this is not the first time this has happened. I mean, I finished third at the Apex this year, doing the same thing, losing that big one. Yeah, so I made it. You know, it was at Folsom, and I've, I've never fished Folsom before. That was the first time I ever been there, mm-hmm. and I caught like a five pound largemouth and i was pumped dude because you could see what everybody how everyone's doing and how does apex oh apex is you keep is it a, yeah that's the score track is someone thing. on your boat with you or are you just kind of no you're by yourself so every fish okay. you catch you got to measure it snap a picture kind of like the kayak okay deal. perfect and um upload it people get at home can watch it and um so i could see i could see what everyone's doing and i'm i'm doing fairly well you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm going to win this thing. I just need one more fish. Cause there was two other guys that were like, right, right there with me. Yeah. But I was reading it wrong. So I was stressing the whole time, but I was reading it wrong. Cause it was <laughs> counting all their fish. And, um, so I finally, I, I see that these, is it a five fish total or is it a so final day is five fish. Okay. Once you make it, so you can either make it to day three off of your weight. They take top five and weight after okay. two days and they take the top five and keepers or scorable bass. So, I think I double qualified, so that means I qualified on weight. So you just keep catching and, and weighing, yeah, and they just, just take the best five you have and put it up there. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of fucking cool. Yeah. So yeah. you so you can see everything, and and I knew you know I had that big one. I had some s- solid ones, but I had a couple small ones I needed to get rid of. And these fish would push up on these rocks, and you would see them. They just come up, and they were all solids. And I I was using like a Nico rig, and I'm sitting there, and and finally, boom! And I was like, oh my god, like it's a big one got her up i seen her it was like a four or five pound spotted bass and i was like oh my god i need this fish so bad i was like my heart's just dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and i'm like because the bites were so few and far between like you'd go hours without a fish and um so i got it and she's coming up she's coming up and she does the tuna yeah <laughs> two times the second time she turns and just whoa when my knee i watched my nico rig go one way and her go down and i was like oh and of course I, I end up taking third place. That's just a bad luck for you. Huh? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> and it, yeah, I can go on. Yeah, same thing. I mean, I don't know exactly what, how this would have unfolded, but I took second place at Trinity and it was this, the same thing. I picked up a big swim bait and I lost. What bait was it? Your thumb? Um, the, I know what it is. It's the op. No, it's not optimum. Osprey. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And, um, because I was just trying to get a big one and I, I got the bite and you know, it was, it was either me or Salvucci, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause we were fishing right next to each other and I had like 29 pounds or something already. Oh, you know what I mean? And all I needed was big bites because you know, I knew he would had probably 30 something as well. Mm-hmm. And I got big bite comes off. I'm like, Oh my God, pick up a crankbait fired out there. Another, I see this one like an eight pounder come off fuck dude (laughs) (laughs) so you're just right now you're waiting to get that so hopefully this is the fucking this is the one hopefully i'm interviewing the fucking winner of the western best shootout right now (laughs) i hope so and and not only now it's like now that you get less like support system following from Mm -hmm. from people you know what i mean like people want you to do good they watch you they see the heartbreak when you you don't get the win now i have people messaging me this is it. This is your time. This is your win. And now it's like adding another stress on me. It's like now, you know, I want this win bad, but now these people want me to win that bad too. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to let these people down, 
but at the same time, it's like, if it happens, it, it happens, you know, there's nothing I can do. Do you have a pretty solid game plan right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I went out uh, yesterday and it was, it was okay. It wasn't, I don't know. I, I did some things that kind of spun me out a little bit. So how's the, is, is there any change in the format? Anything like that? And how's the work? Uh, no, it's, it's a cumulative weight. Okay. So top 50 will go out for two days. Um, whoever, you know, makes it top 10. Goes on Sunday. Yeah. It finishes Sunday. Wow. And pretty much you have all the, the dudes that don't fuck around. And yeah, you, you this is yeah. not fucking around crew. This yeah, is, this, all is the guys. this is real shit. <laughs> 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 this is the biggest scene they've had like this for a long time. Right. In the West coast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they've had Bassmasters come out here and stuff like yeah. that. But that's those guys. Yeah. That's this is us. this is West Coast guys yeah. doing this. Yeah. Right? And it's about time. I mean, you have some of the best anglers in the world, I feel like, that that live out here in, yeah. in the West Coast. And some people can make it back there. And some people just don't have the finances to, to do that. You know, it takes a lot. That's so. what I always... I mean, but I guess this is only fishery that can hold withhold something like that. Because I always go, like, what about SoCal? And everyone goes, there's no fucking lake that'll... I know Apex went down there once. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know the lakes are small compared to up here, you know? Yeah. It, it wasn't bad when we went down there. What did you fish, DVL? Um, Al Cap. Okay. That's a, yeah, that's a nice lake. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. I like that place. And Pyramid Lake. We Pyramid's went, cool as fuck. Yeah. Because yeah. we did the top 10 for Mojave um, makeup event over there. Okay. So. No, I mean, that's, it's super cool to see an event like this go on and kind of give west coast guys like a there's not many you know like like josh bertrand is like considered kind of a west coast guy well i'm like well he's in arizona yeah kind of you know well, i figure like the coast you know like you're on the coast it stops at california you know west coast ends at california border you know what i'm saying and, I, and he is i guess you can consider it but like i feel like these lakes are weight california lakes are fucking pressured man oh yeah i think they get beat up. you know they get really and there's a lot of people here uh, the fishing's way different, you know, like, have you gone and fished some other tournament series out of state? No, no. I, I mean, I fish apex and we go out of state. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the Columbia river, we go there and that, that place is bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a cool ass place. I feel like those fish don't even get that pressured because this place is huge, you know? Yeah. So. What's your, uh, what's your like a uh, go-to technique? So say like on the Delta punching, punching, mm -hmm. that's your shit. What setup do you use? And uh, I, we had a big debate on the last Delta Roundtable about the hook style. Uh, everyone had a fucking choice. Jeremy, Caesar, everyone. What What's the setup you like to use? Even Rod, too. Um, so my setup is a, it's a, 80, a Phoenix Recon Elite uh, 805 for anything over a one ounce. And then I use the 804 for strictly a one ounce. Okay. Um, I use the Never Chip. Ooh, tungsten punch weights. Those things are money. Dude. The only reason you got to buy more is just because you broke them off in the rocks. <laughs> I'm still, I think the one I have tied on right now is still one from like a year, two years ago. Um, I make my own punch skirts. Oh, really? Yeah, I do, I do my Don't own punch Did you make heads or something? Did you make something else? So I make chatterbaits, jigs, punch skirts, and before... You never got a cease and desist from no one? Before... <laughs> Huh? Before kids, they didn't try to fuck you. Z man didn't. No, because I, I don't. I don't put them in stores. You just have them. For I, I just make them for okay, myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't deal with all that that nonsense. But I use a split ring. I don't do the. Oh, you, as long as you use split ring, you're see, good, I, right? See, I'm, yeah, I move around it. What? What is? You, so back to let's go back to the the punch. So you use a Wu tungsten depending on the size. You change it. What about a hook? What's he like? I I use that new. Now I'm gonna 
forget exactly what it is, but it's the owner, the gorilla, super heavy. Uh, I, I see the package all the time. I had like is it five the green one. one. No, it's it's got the metal hook keeper. It's an owner super heavy flipping hook. It's got a metal uh, bait keeper on it. Dude, I forgot which one they're talking about, but I love hearing like dudes talk about what they use because everyone had a different fucking opinion. I used to use Trocar. Did you? Yeah. What made you change the owner? I felt like it was a little too sharp. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was if if it you know cutting holes in the side of them and stuff like that. It worked great. <laughs> you know, I liked it. I just, I think I just kind of ventured out and tried something different. What about line and reel? So I use all Daiwa. Um, Jay braid. No, for line oh. I use the P line TC uh, sixty five pound braid. Okay, and then reel is the Daiwa pitching and flipping. Okay, eight to one. Everything's Daiwa, all, all Tatulas and stuff. Yeah. Are yeah. you sponsored by them? No. They're great no. fucking reels, dude. Great reels. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 used, I used some lower end stuff and before, and then they just, even their higher end models, I don't really want to name bash the company, but even their higher end models were not that great, you know, and I spent a lot. I don't talk like, about lose that way, okay? It is, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Because Tommy's a fucking loose slut like me. I, all my saltwater stuff is loose. Really? Only because it holds up. Very good. Like I had one that I used surf fishing for seven years. The Loose 200 Super Duty, mm-hmm. never had an issue with it. See, the lower end models, I never had issues. But then I dropped like three grand on all their high end stuff. And fucking. And they were just blowing out. The the handles were falling off. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is I can't do this. But all my fresh water stuff's Tatula. I use the Tatula or the Lexas. Uh, all my swim bait stuff so is the... Uh, Tatula with the, the five to one mm-hmm. for like the huds and stuff. Yeah. But now I love Daiwa. I just, they're fucking expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it adds up fast. That's for sure. Yeah. But it, but it's good. You know, I, and Shimano is good if you maintain them a lot. Um, I'm not a maintenance guy. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I just kind of run my stuff into the ground <laughs> and, and buy another one. Yeah. So. But yeah, Phoenix, you know, the Phoenix 804, 805, that, that rod is just, what are some it's, of the other rods you're using uh, in your lineup that are Phoenix rods? Because I feel like I'm going to be a commercial right now because every time <laughs> I get a Phoenix guy on because people will ask me, I'll be like, I don't fucking know because I don't fish a lot of that freshwater stuff. So, like, maybe, like, what's your, like, drop shot rod, your jerk bait rod to give a couple, like, what do you uh, have on your deck if you're going to fish this weekend? Um, so, for my chatterbait, I use a, a M1 7'8 medium heavy. Mm-hmm. And that kind of blows kind of some guys away. Everyone kind of goes with the glass rods and stuff like that. Um, I feel like if you're, if you're using a glass rod, you're throwing bend on braid. So you have that give. I throw mine on fluorocarbon. So the way I look at it is the eight foot medium heavy. It's kind of like a, a bigger jig rod in my eyes. And if I'm throwing a chatterbait, it's got a single hook like a jig. I want to, you know, I want to bury that thing in a big one. And I like the longer rods because I like to, you know, with the lakes out here, you got big fish. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you have those longer rods, you can manhandle those fish. I don't want to play with them. I don't want to, you know, mess around with them. Oh, no. <laughs> Tournament mentality, I want that fish in the boat. I want it, you know, wherever I hooked it, I want it here ASAP. And um, seven foot eight medium heavy is perfect for a chatterbait, uh, big jig. Um, I use a M1 seven foot four medium heavy for, that's like a, all around rod okay i use it sankos you know six inch sankos half ounce football heads um underspins stuff like that 
my cranking rods, I use the X series. So I use the X 10, uh, for like jerk baits and stuff like that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. I use the, um, was I guess it? I got a good new jerk bait rod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the X X 12 is, um, I like to throw that river to see tactical deep diving crankbait. Yeah, yeah. That X 12 is like perfect. I use a 14, but it's salt. So yeah. we're going deep as shit. Yeah. I use a 14 with a, with a taper handle. Cause I just like it under my fucking arm. Cause I have T-Rex arms. Oh so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, ultra, ultra classic for my heads and stuff like that. Nice. Um, which one do you use? This is a great recommendation. Cause the people ask, you're going to be in a commercial right now. I'm just letting you know, <laughs> you're going to be in my fucking cast. I don't, even, hey, I don't remember Nick. which one it is. Podcast buddy Nick is giving you fucking <laughs> recommendations on rod. <laughs> I don't know which one it is. It's medium. It's a seven foot eleven, I believe. Medium uh, light or medium heavy? Medium heavy. Medium heavy. Yeah. Okay. Medium I'm, light. I don't think it would be for the hood. No. It's probably the medium heavy. It's the medium heavy. Okay. I don't think I would buy the medium light. No, it's light. Yeah. You could you could throw like a fucking three quarter head on that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's definitely yeah. medium heavy. Uh, but I will throw a good A rig rod out there. Uh, that M1 eight foot medium heavy. Perfect. I can launch that eight rig a mile. I'm just gonna cut all this shit and put it in a commercial. <laughs> Because I need a new one, too. <laughs> I got the same old fucking commercial. I'm like, I need new ones. <laughs> but, yeah, that, I even use that, what is it, X14? I'll use that for, like, uh, 10XDs and stuff. I'll rock really? that thing across the lake, dude. I kind of use it for when people get too close to me at Clear Lake. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sarcastic. <laughs> I put that mega bass, uh, that mega bass crankbait, the deep diver. Fuck. I'm so bad with names, dude. So if you ask me I something, don't, I don't. You got it. I'm here with you, dude. I know. It's a mega bass. <laughs> dude, I could... With 12-pound test, I could launch that thing a mile. <laughs> so when guys get too close, I'll pick that thing up and just... Fucking Paul Bailey right taking over the, the lake and yeah. getting up on you. Right at their trolling motor. <laughs> It'll be like... <laughs> so let's go back to the chatterbait. Your brother is a big chatterbait guy as well, right? Yeah. Both you guys are. Yeah? Yes. Yes. So you make them, though? Yes, I make them. Well, I, he, he gets his through uh, Danny's dad, Bobby D. Okay. And then I... Yeah, I make my own. You make your own? Yeah. Uh, what's different about your own and why do you make your own? Just because you want to, or is there something tweak you like to tweak on them? It, w- it was just a matter of kind of finding the right colors that I wanted. And at the time when I was dabbling with it, I didn't have kids and stuff like that. So big ja- game changer. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had all the time in the world and, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to, I just played with it for a while and, you know, I went out and I, I tested a few and. They, they worked really good. You know, I, I don't pour the heads on them. I, I get them from a company and he puts a, a stout four out hook on it, which I like, you know, a big thick hook. And that's kind of why I use the bigger rods and stuff like that. So I could drill that thing home, but it was just a matter of colors. You know, I kind of matched them to the trailers that I like to, to throw and, and it just, it worked out and I gave them to some buddies and stuff like that. And, and then all of a sudden I posted them on Instagram and this is and that. And it was just like, people came out of nowhere like hey are you making these for sale you know yeah. what i mean and i was like i never really thought about that and and then it was just like I'm, i'll take 20 of that of that color you posted and you know i'll take 15 i'll take this you know everybody's just kind of bombarding me but at the time it was cool because i didn't have kids so i could just come home and bust just, them out yeah i can bang them out Were you powder you know painting I mean? them or are you done no they just they they had green had pumpkin. Everything. yeah every, oh you're yeah. fucking money yeah, i didn't dude. have to I just have to do the skirts and everything <laughs> like that so so I did that for for a long time. How were you doing then, the skirts? Were they uh, with the rubber ring or? or? No, I'd hand time with wire. Ooh man, you ain't fucking around. Yeah, it's real yeah. shit. That's a lot of work, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I made some skirts for mine, and I'm like learning. 
And I'm like, fuck time. Just give me that rubber ring. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> Especially if we're throwing them, you know, like the random ones. I'm like, ah. Eh. But no, it's a fucking bitch. I mean, I yeah, seen, I a- talked to uh, to um, the dude from Bastion, Joe. Joe, yeah. Yeah, and he's fucking pretty good at that shit as well. Yeah. But I've talked to him back and forth. I'm like, you're crazy, bro. <laughs> you know? it's, no, it's at first it's cool. You know what I mean? But then, like, right now, if somebody were like, I want 20, I'd be like, you have, how many kids do you it's have? It's not happening. I have two. Two, two boys. Five, Little ones? Five and four. Oh, you're in it right oh, now. Oh, yeah. They were going through the motions. Fuck, dude. I got my old asshole here with me, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> 18-year-old <laughs> designated driver came with me, so. Perfect. <laughs> um, but, so, uh, you feel like a chatterbait's a go-to for you? Yeah. It's um, it's it's done me very well. My biggest fish I've ever caught out on this river, I've, I've caught on a chatterbait. So. How big was that? 13.7. Oh, fuck. So talk about that a little bit. How are the conditions and stuff? What were you doing? It was a it was a Monday night um, little turkey shoot that we had going on. Just a little friendly bet between friends and stuff like that. Uh, three fish limit, and it was it was me and my brother. Oh, the big boy. Thank you, man. Uh, it was me and my brother, and we um, we went to this island top that he he said he lost a big one on before. Um, he said, you know, it was in the double digit range. And, um, so we, we went over there and, and I just threw it right in between, you know, two tule clumps and she loaded up on it. And I thought it was a striper at first because it was just so heavy. When I set the hook, I was like, Oh my God, dude, I got like a, you know, 15 pound striper on. <laughs> and, um, she came up and she was so fat that she couldn't jump. You know, she just did the head thing. And I was like, Oh my god. That's your PB period? Dude. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh my God, dude. Like when she came out and we seen her, and I was like, oh my god, started fanging. Oh, it, it was hectic and, and she didn't really I mean she fought at first and then she kind of came up and we got her in the net. And once we seen it, it was like, oh my God, dude. That's like Tripping. the biggest fish I've ever seen in my life, dude. Like, I don't even know. I couldn't even put a number on it. I was like, I don't even know how big that thing is, dude. And it sucks. I really wish I would have got more pictures in the daylight of her. I actually have it mounted. Well, a replica mount. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife got me for Christmas of that Oh, that's fish. fucking sick. Yeah. So I got him hanging up in my uh, right in my entry. Did you put the in. fucking chatterbait in its mouth? No. Oh, you should have. That would have been fucking <laughs> awesome. No, I, I didn't. I know, I know which one it is. But, no. Uh, yeah, so that, give us some, like, maybe one. tips and conditions, like, you would. You're going to throw that in or maybe, like. You do something a little different the way you throw the chatterbait. You know what I'm saying? That you, you might people people can catch on. Um, as far as um, the river, it's it's all a matter of a high tide and overcast. You know, a nice low pressure system pushing through, um, and just it just fishing it. High tide is is perfect. If you get like a three or four foot, you know, high tide mm-hmm. overcast, a nice tropical storm or something like that. Um, that's those are the conditions. Like especially right right now like in the pre-spawn spawn stage um and just burning that thing you know basically putting your boat on the rocks you know what i mean on a high tide just putting it on the rocks and just burning down if you have some nice clean hydrilla on the side um that's that's perfect you know just burn that thing uh, as far as colors don't go too crazy you know what i mean these fish only eat you know crawdads and bluegills for the most part i mean they're shad and stuff like that but it's it's not like a giant forage form. you don't feel like you need you need that many colors then, huh? no i yeah. and people kind of go crazy with colors and <laughs> you know even I, with your plastics do you only fish certain colors really yeah 
I mean, I, I don't go too wild with stuff. You can I, count I, them on a hand? Yeah. Really? Like green pumpkin. Um, I'll do reds and stuff like that. And, um, like green pumpkin red or, you know, when the water's really dirty, I'll do black and blue. You know, okay. I, I don't go too, too extreme. Wow. Keep it real simple. Do you do that for just because that's how you feel it works or is it tipped by someone? Or? It's just, it's just proven to work for me. So I just, I kind of don't stray away from it. Mm -hmm. You know, especially even, I mean, lakes are a little bit different. You got more of the shad patterns and stuff like that at Clear Lake. But I found that, you know, what I use out here mostly will work at, you know, other lakes and stuff like that too, except for the shad. I, th I don't think I've ever thrown a shad colored shad really? bait. No, oh, not shit. once. <laughs> Will you throw the swim bait somewhat? I have caught them on swim baits out here. Um, but I, during your tournament, I, you're not really fucking with no, them? No, and this was all on my learning curve. Okay. I'll throw a glide bait. I'll throw, glide. A, yeah, G-Rat, Sneaky Pete. Really? Yeah. Okay. I will, I'll throw that. Um, just to, it's a, <laughs> it's a good bed fishing bait. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mike Long over here trying to snag. He's like, get the white one. It has trebles that are fucking like humongous. Get the one with all the treble hooks hanging off of every uh, ring there. No, but I'll, I'll actually use that if I, you know, a big, big female and I can't get her to eat what I normally throw. Um, I'll throw a glide bait and it, right on and top it works. Of it. Yeah. And, and, and you'll just get it to swish. And it, the hard part is there's so much stuff on the ground out here. It's hard to, you know, kind of keep it. Luckily, they, they sink so slow that you could kind of keep it in that strike zone. And that they'll eat it. I mean, if you watch bedfish, what do they do when bluegill come around? Yeah. They wah, chase them all over the exactly. place. So that, I'll throw that thing in there if I really can't get her to go. But yeah, I'll throw the glide baits. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's fucking cool. I mean, I mean that's a whole different topic. Bedfishing and tournament, like it's like that's kind it's, of what you do. Yeah, it's, it's fucking it's money. A hard, dude. It's a hard thing to do in the but tournament. You, you got it. I mean, if you can, exactly. You can't it's, sit it's too a, long. It right? takes a long time. <laughs> These fish out here, like you got to clear. Like those fish are so stupid. I mean, <laughs> sorry, but those fish are so dumb that you could literally throw anything at them. I've caught them bed fishing with when I went up there for practice for a, um, the one bass event they have up there. They were on beds, and it was like one of the very few times I, I go up there in the springtime, and and I was just like, it was like a four pounder. And I was like, let me let me see how these fish react to stuff. And I was throwing a chatterbait at the time, and I just pitched a chatterbait in there, and it, she just came whoop, instantly. Don't matter. Like, I was like, oh my god, like this is over with, dude. If they they like, eat anything, I don't even got to pull out the the secret stuff to catch these fish. <laughs> I could use a, a, a damn chatterbait. Yeah, but out here, these these fish out here, they're they're something else. You, yeah, you sit on, you know, the bigger they are, the the harder it is. I mean, they're they're so finicky that. You really, and you have to have good eyesight. I mean, that's I might. I'm only 34, but my eyesight's going. <laughs> you gotta have those sunglasses. You have a sunglass sponsor? No. Anybody out there right now? Um, that wants to sponsor me? I use Costas. So do I. <laughs> I don't use. I, I use everything. <laughs> yeah. And anything else out there? Uh, those are just the ones I have right now. So. <laughs> do you have, Do you have a certain? Do you like that pair of glasses though? When you yeah. when you're fishing, yeah, yeah, yeah those right green here. lenses. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I try to. I gotta find something different um, for bed fishing. Yeah, I mean these are great. I love these ones, but I feel like there's some secret lens out there that I don't know oh, about. I'm sure. I like the electric has. Um, they got Caesar left some glasses and I used them. Yeah, they're the Swimbit Underground ones, and I put them on and I fish with them and I'm like, fuck, dude! Like I took them off. Everything looked different after. Yeah. Like it looks so clear. I was like, shit, this is great. And they're really they, they have that little side fucking 
bomber fucking like a like a that blocks out yeah, yeah. i'm like it's cool yeah you, i feel like like i told when i was fishing with someone i'm like i like these glasses and i told chris from swimming underground i'm like i like these but i look like a fat pit bull <laughs> <laughs> like the singer you know when i put them on dude i look like mr worldwide i don't want to fucking look like that that's why i don't wear them you know? no i i've heard about the electrics um you know, I've seen Caesar talk about them and stuff yeah, like that. So yeah. I've never tried them. That was, that was actually a pair of glasses I used to love back in the day, you know, when I was racing and stuff like that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then and then I, I see that they kind of came out with the, the, the fishing glasses. So, yeah, that I might end up going down that road. What's the plan? What, do you want to try to move uh, out of state? Do you want to just try to win here, keep going? How's that going to work? It's tough. You know, this is a decision that me and my wife kind of bounce around. You know, we don't want to live in California forever you know it's it's a great place but politically and and stuff like that it just doesn't align with our values mm-hmm. and it's it's tough it's tough for me to with my job to move out of state you know what i mean because oh, I, I can't do what i do here out of state because it's like a fraction of what i make yeah and everyone's like oh but the cost of living blah 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 yeah that's that's cool if you're just moving there to live but i fish tournaments and tournament fees are still the same (laughs) you know what i mean it still costs you know this much to do that so um i think eventually we will be leaving um but not anytime soon you know what i mean i i I feel like i have a lot of unfinished business out here uh fishing wise that i i really i have a lot of goals that i set um and seeing nick salvucci you know, basically dominate winning, uh, all four major events. Now it's kind of like, you know, I, I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, he won the, the U S open. He won a wild West, uh, pro-am. He won the MLF Toyota series and he won an apex event. Wow. So he's got all four of the major, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's a champion in all four of them. So that's kind of what you want to do. At right now, my goal is just to win in a major <laughs> event, and I've, 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 I'm getting so close that it's, it's like it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. <laughs> like I, I, I've took second twice, and this is like in the last year and a half. I took second twice, third twice, fourth. So I'm like, I'm like right there, and and God, it just you know when I come into you know like Trinity and and Folsom. Um, honestly, I mean, I want to sound like a little bitch or anything, but I was crying on the way in, like, because oh, I, I, I knew, I knew that I, I didn't get it, but I had such a great day mm-hmm. and it was just like, Oh my God. And, and I'm so thankful for my, for my wife, Tiffany. I mean, she went out, she wasn't up at Trinity, but I, I called her, you know what I mean? And I was, I was broke at Trinity. Like I was so broke when I, when I came in, cause I was having issues with my boat and stuff like that. And uh, my shift actuator went out while I was out there. So I lost time, you know, playing with that. And I pulled in and I, I was the whole way back. I was just sobbing and, beat up. Yeah. And then I, I get back and then I was first one back and I, I was just like a wreck at the thing. And I called her and you know, just, or I was like, I, you know, I blew it blah, blah, blah. And, and the same thing at Folsom. I was like, Ugh. She was there for that one. I was like, I, I blew it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I had it and, and this is and that. And it's, uh, it's just so tough, dude. And, and she wants it, you know, when it happens, it's going to be so magical, but it's so you know? cool that your wife's like backing your, uh, your decision like that. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's, she's super supportive. You know, like I said, I have two kids, you know what yeah. I mean? I have a family, <laughs> a young family and you know, I'm gone a lot. You know, I, like I said, I work a lot, you no, know, I work no, a lot no. of hours and, and then I got this fishing schedule. that's just chaotic. It seems like every <laughs> weekend I'm here, I'm there and, and doing shows and stuff like that. So, I mean, she, she understands, you know, this is, you know, this is something that, and, and I bring this up because it's like a second job because this fishing money, you know, I'm the only one that works, you know, she's a stay at home mom. She raises our kids and stuff like that. So when I place in these terms, that money is huge for us because that carries me over, you know, and it, yeah, it, you keep going on your fucking journey. Yeah. So, I don't fucking know, dude. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> fucking idiot, dude. I like that Mustang. Yeah, he's a <laughs> dork for cars. Dude, see, this is the shit I got to deal with. Yeah, you have your kids. You're like, yeah, we're having a conversation. Then I got big fucking idiot coming in here. Who most of the fucking dumbass, dude? I swear. Oh man, but but yeah, I mean the money. And it always seems to happen when we're like running low. You know what I mean? And kind of hurting a little bit. And then I'll 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 get like second or third or whatever. My my. In it like seven grand, you know what I mean? Like, dude, it's gonna keep you going on tournament oh, for dude, sure. You like, know what I'm saying? Like, like that MLF, I placed third and I got like seventy four hundred bucks. And it was the, the same week Tanner comes over from Boatmasters yeah. and hands me a check for that boat that we won. So it was like twenty five, twenty five thousand dollars just in a few yeah. days, and and it's from fishing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you tell people that you make you know this amount money. of money, yeah, it's like great. just for catching fish. Like I could do that. And it's like, yeah. good luck. Come on out, bud. <laughs> That's the best when you take someone fishing like they've never been and you're like, yeah, we'll, we'll try. But it looks easy. I'm like, it ain't fucking easy. Yeah. It's a, when you're trying to target it, it's not fucking easy. You or, know? or you come home and you're just beat and they're like, Why, how are you tired from fishing all this? <laughs> sitting down and drinking beer. I'm like, if that were the case, dude, I wouldn't be tired at all. I'd be good. <laughs> getting fucked up right yeah. now. <laughs> that's that's how everybody's view of, of fishing in in their eyes is, is sitting on the bank drinking beers all day and it's just like i think a little more and more and more it's gotten more popular it's like it's a little different like even with the podcast like I'll, you'll meet people and they'll be like oh i'm in you know like i'll see pe- more boats mm-hmm. more like trackers with covers by my house like stuff like that it's kind of cool you see like more people getting into it which is good for everyone yeah especially the youth exactly the youth is yeah. getting huge and i i wish they had that programs when i was in high school and, and oh, shit, yeah, right. i would have went to college <laughs> <laughs> right i would have been trying to fucking do bad shit in high school <laughs> yeah right you know what i mean like because i wasn't into sports yeah you know what I, mean? was I, I was racing motocross at the time so i did bmx i owned a, I, i've entered the first x games and i i owned a bike shop after high school nice like a bmx skate shop yeah, my into. my buddy Zach Thompson, his uh his whole family's into the BMX right really? now. Really? Yeah, his wife, the two kids. Oh wow, fuck yeah, yeah dude. they go everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a it's it is a lot of fun, dude. But um, let's uh, plug your sponsors. Oh, definitely. Um, so I got picked up by Ranger last year. Hell yeah! Um, Congratulations, so dude. Ranger boats and you know Kent Brown really hooked it up with that and and uh, Mark Blanton from Gone Fishing Marine. Uh, I've been gone with Gone Fishing Marine for quite some time now. Um. They, they helped me out tremendously um, with all my boat needs and everything like that. The, the whole crew down there is so supportive. Uh, Phoenix Rods, you know, I, I got hooked up with them like two years, two, three years ago. Um, haven't looked back, you know, haven't even gazed at another <laughs> rod at all. You know what I mean? Um, I've, I've gone through a lot of rods over the years and, and everything that they make suits my needs. 
So it's perfect. And, you know, I, I try to push their product as hard as I can because it's something that I actually use and something I believe in. Uh, they make an awesome lineup for, for what I like to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, they make so many rods for whatever you want to do, you know, where it's trout fishing, ocean, you know, whatever you want. Um, the boys down at G rat baits, I've known, nice. I've known Garrett for, for a long time. And, um, you know, him and Hank over there, they're, they're so supportive. You know, any, anytime they get some new stuff, they send it my way. You know, I just got their new, uh, jerk baits in. Yeah. I saw those. Yeah. They're, they're bad. Yeah. Man. They're bad. And it's a perfect time. Cause I'm going up to Lake Almanor, uh, for smallies. So mm -hmm. that was like perfect timing. You know, their glide baits, everything. Uh, the first bait I actually used from him, uh, I met him at an FLW and he told me about this rat, you know what I mean? I wasn't throwing big stuff at the time. Yeah. And I seen it and honestly, I was like, that shit ain't gonna work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, he's like, oh yeah, we'll go out one of these days. And, and we went out and we were throwing it and I, I lost interest in it like immediately because he wasn't, he wasn't catching them on it at first. So I was just punching behind him yeah. and I was catching them. And uh, it was like towards the end of the day and I swear to God, that was like a 10 pounder came up and tried to smash that thing. And I was like, that's a wrap, dude. And as I picked that thing up <laughs> and I, I just started bringing it to all the big fish spots I knew. And I started racking them on it. Really? Yeah. Oh, and I, I was like, hell yeah, dude, this thing's badass. And, um, he, he's been a, a good friend of mine and an awesome support this, this whole time. And he just, I was talking to him last night. He's like, this is your time. This is it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, like I said, there's so many people out there that want me to do, you know, get one of these wins just as much as I do. And, and they're, they're one of them, him and Hank, Hank's a badass. He's, nice. he's a good dude. Nice. Um, next gen lithium, you know, their batteries, Kevin Johnson is a good buddy of mine. Uh, he's out of Arizona. He's actually out here right now. Nice. Um, his batteries are amazing. He's got a 16 volt that I run dedicated to just my electronics Ooh. and it's, it's a bad, it's a bad battery. Um, do I you have a booth at the thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually out there. He's, uh, he, he bought like, like two or 300 tickets and he's giving them away. So if anybody is interested, I'm not sure when this will be out, if people will be able to see it before the event, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, just message him on Instagram. I'll give you a ticket. Oh, to get into the convention. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a good dude. I don't need a ticket. I need batteries. So I'm not going <laughs> to talk to him. Go, My buddy, Nick told me to come here. <laughs> no, nah, he, he's a solid dude. He's, he's, he's plugged me. I met him through the apex. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's a good, awesome guy. Um, Mercury, I've been with Mercury for like three or four years. Nice. Um, so awesome support when, you know, you need something or, or, and just their motors flat out. That new four stroke that they came out with is just, it's <laughs> a wild dude. It's, yeah, dude. It's yeah. such a night and day difference from the, from the two stroke. I'm not oh saying my. the two stroke wasn't great, but yeah, I mean, just starting the thing, you know, <laughs> I like, I like to just start it and go. You know, when I first got one, I was like, I just want to stop and go just to start this thing all the time. Um, I was trying to think. I was getting put on the spot with this. Uh, I, I got with P-Line and, and First Gen. Oh, hell yeah, dude. They got that top spin, huh? Yeah. 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 Um, I got with them for this year. So I got all their products. And um, uh, it's it's just amazing. That, that new top spin and um, the Flash EX. It's kind of like a hybrid with a swim jig and, and a spinnerbait. Yeah. 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 It's a... Um, it's it's great you know i actually used that that top spin to catch a lot of fish at orville and um and folsom when i was fishing that apex event okay um so so yeah check them out they make great stuff uh p line you know what i mean their fluorocarbon i use that for everything oh, and, yeah. and their braid for all my punch rods um it's it's worked out great for me you know product like i said anything that i'm sponsored by 
it's because I believe in it and I use it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not just like, Hey, I want to sponsor you. Okay. And then I don't use their stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not something that I'm going to push on somebody that, I, that I don't use myself. That's yeah. proven for myself. And, um, now that both those guys, you know, they make, they make amazing products. And, um, uh, my brother's tackle shop, you know what I mean? Bass hole. The bass hole down in Bethel Island. <laughs> um, you know, him and his, his wife, they, they support me and another angler, Bo uh, Jodry, and then my brother himself. So, you know, and I get all my stuff through that. Yeah, you'll see us this weekend. I think we're all in the same booth. So, yeah. In that little row. So, it'll so, be cool, man. So, I don't even order stuff from Tackle Warehouse and stuff like that no more. <laughs> I just I just go down there and get it because he has everything. He's got he the goods. Did, I, I, we were just talking. Who's I talking to? Someone about it. Oh, Jeremy from Black Dog. Mm -hmm. Seeing how fucking awesome it was. I'm like, dude, right? Yeah. And we talked. Dude, he has everything there. So, if you're up here. If you're going to stop by, see Caesar or there anywhere fishing up here, toxic day. They got everything, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it all. Um, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out here. Uh, Garmin. I got with them this year. Um, my, my boat's fully rigged in Garmin. Um, that, yeah, that new force trolling motor. Well, it's not necessarily new. It's new to me. Um, I've had all competitors trolling motors. Um, and that thing by far blows it out of the water. Uh, they actually absolutely killed it with that thing. Mm -hmm. um, great trolling motor. The graphs are amazing. Uh, they're pan optics. They were one of the first to come out with it. You know what I mean? That forward facing sonar. I mean, their their graphs just stock. You know, without cards and stuff like that. It they do so much and they're so detailed. Mm -hmm. So that that was kind of a no brainer. You know, going down that road when when the time came and when I was approached with that that deal. So. Um, yeah, dude, uh, just amazing. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to be running, you know, that equipment on my boat. No, it's awesome. Uh, God, I do this every time. Because <laughs> there's always, like, that one. No, I hear you. I, like, that's why I want to plug their shit. Because it's like, this is what you guys make your living off of. So, like, remember to plug them, you know what I'm saying? I'd have my jersey on underneath this because I got to go to the expo afterwards. <laughs> uh, let me see here. I think I got everybody gone fishing Phoenix G <laughs> next gen. <laughs> well, we're all pushing for you. I hope you, I hope you take this win home. It'll be cool. It would Hopefully be cool. I put this podcast up and I'm like, Hey, the winner of the Western bass shootout, you know, <laughs> that'd be get awesome. you I have to get you up before fucking bass talk live tries to steal you. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, good luck, man. We're all pumping for you. Hope you, hopefully you do really good on this one. Hopefully you win, bro. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate it. All right. It. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, no worries, man. All right.